So I have the privilege to speak with Dr. Raleigh Duncan. He's the founder of Clearlight Saunas, and uh, we get his story on how he started out in sales and decided that in his 40s he wanted to contribute back to society and give back and felt that through wellness, through health, that was the best method. So he chose to become a chiropractor. During that time frame, and he's still a practicing chiropractor, during that time frame he uh, discovered saunas and just became impassioned with their ability to heal and help. Um, And so Dr. Raleigh goes through explaining the various types of modalities within infrared, uh, the medicinal benefits, the value of doing a sweat session within a sauna, and the other things that you can bundle with it, the other additional benefits like halo therapy, which was new to me, uh, which it uses microscopic salt particles to help with decongestion with respiratory issues. So nothing like talking about this during the uh, past few months of COVID-19 and and the time of this recording and release. So um, chock full during this session, we cover a lot in a, in a shorter period of time. It's a great conversation and uh, hope you enjoy. So my guest today is uh, Dr. Raleigh Duncan, doctor of chiropractic medicine and founder of Clearlight Saunas. Welcome, Dr. Duncan. Hi, Scott. Happy to be here. Well, um, I appreciate you taking some time to uh, speak with me uh, about Clearlight and the value and uh, health benefits of sauna. Um, Usually you think about it as just some relaxing environment and, okay, it's fun to relax, but there's actually a lot of good medicinal value to it, to, uh, overall wellness. Yes. Um, but before we kind of dig into that, maybe explain how a chiropractor goes, uh, from chiropractic to starting a, a company, uh, such as Clearlight. Sure. What well, actually started before that, um, I was in the machine tool business. I was selling uh, computer controlled big machines for the metal industry, lays mills, laser cutting, And it was in my 40s, I started getting this feeling that if I didn't find a way to give back in my life, I would die with great regrets. And that led me to move out to California, become a chiropractor. And I thought I would become a chiropractor, which I did. But I thought that would be my profession. And along the way, I saw one of these newfangled saunas. This was over 25 years ago, an infrared sauna. And it so captivated me that I became a dealer while I was still in chiropractic school. There was only one infrared sauna manufacturer in the whole country. And then as time progressed, I uh, became a sort of a distributor for all of Northern California. And then I did graduate. I kept building the business. And at some point from taking what I learned as a chiropractor and I was practicing at the time and still running this sauna business, uh, selling saunas that I wanted to start designing my own saunas. And that was uh, over 15 years ago. So then I started uh, designing the heaters and then we figured out how to take the EMF out of the heaters and just improve it. And And I wanted to build just the best, the best infrared sauna that I could to help people to heal. So that became my mission. So the mission that I sort of had this existential crisis in my 40s 
became the sauna business and how I could heal more people by making these very efficacious saunas and sending them out in the world to help people out. And that's, it's been very rewarding and I got exactly what I was looking for. Well, that's awesome. It's great to to see kind of that connection between uh, purpose and mission and being able to find that sustainable business as well, where it can, feed yourself and your family, but, and also empower and, and, and help others in the process. It's, it's been so rewarding and continues to be that. And, uh, I haven't stopped. We're still working on how can we, now that I've got someone in the sauna, what else can I do to improve their life to, uh, you know, help them strengthen their own body? Because for me, it's not about curing disease. It's about strengthening the body's own innate, uh, resistance and uh, you know innate health and power yeah yeah yeah. and and it's interesting you know with everything going on that we keep looking at the disease side of it rather than i hate to use the term but the host side but us individuals yeah and being able to fortify our bodies and fortress that is to either minimize or eliminate the the possible uh, sicknesses Right. And as you know, it isn't just that there's your body and your mind and your emotions and your spirit, whatever that means to someone, but it's all one package. You know, you can cut it up, but it's really, that's just us. So anything we do to improve our emotions, improves our health, improves our, you know, the whole thing improves our relationships, improves our world. So a little thing becomes a big thing. Yeah. Small beginnings for sure. Yeah. Um, so from, um, as you were doing the studies and figuring out how to build it yourself, what were some of the things that you kind of learned throughout this process mm-hmm. that were kind of the, I'll call it the helpful or healing or bullshit sure. aspects of it? So many, many years ago, so this would be even long, maybe 17, 18, maybe longer years ago, I saw a study that came out of Japan and, um, You've you've heard of I don't know this might be dating myself. There's a, a Memorex tape commercial, Ella uh, uh, Fitzgerald, and is it live or is it Memorex? Anyway, she breaks a glass with her voice just by the resonance, and so it's called a resonant frequency. If you ever want to try to break a glass like a wine glass with your voice, you hold it at the bottom. And then you ping the wine glass with your fingernail, and then that's the resonant note that the wine glass gives out. So if you give that same note back to it with clarity, you can shatter the wine glass. So in this Japanese study, it said, well, infrared, and I'm, you know, I'm making infrared saunas, infrared can create this vibration in the body. uh, If you use the same wavelength that the body puts out, we put out infrared. So anyway, this was this watershed moment And I understood that if I could do this, if I could make heaters that had a lot of this, it's uh, like 9.3 to 9.8 micron that we put out. If I could get this same wavelength, put it back into the body from my infrared sauna heaters, I could get the cells to vibrate. And it was positive that this would help in detoxification. So for many years, I just focused on that. How can I do this? And I came up with the heaters and that led me to have to design heaters that had no EMF. It was these large flat panel heaters that weren't even available here. They were only available in Japan, anything. Anyway, one thing led to another and that became the basis of sort of a 
this understanding of how to build a sauna in a way that I could really heal people and get the bad chemicals out of their body. And that, that became just an all consuming passion at that point. Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned getting out of the body and what the sauna does and sweating. It seems so straightforward that uh, it's such an important process Mm -hmm. for our body to help cleanse that. Yeah. And we just don't sweat. We're not out in the fields. We're not pulling wagons and, you know, digging ditches so much. And so we don't sweat a lot and we've, we've lost something. So that's why sauna has been part of almost every single culture from the American sweat lodge, the Moroccan hammam, the Russian banya, the Finnish sauna, you know, everywhere you look, uh, there's saunas because people innately, figured out that this was good for the body. So there's a long history of its health benefits and and viability. Yes. And the infrared is just another twist of this. It's It's a way to... I call it the urban nomadic sweat lodge. So it's a way of <laughs> using less electricity and not having all that hot air. So we're not really using the hot air to heat the body. I don't know if you've ever been in an infrared sauna yourself, but it's using a really gentle wavelengths coming at you, penetrating into the soft tissue and heating the body directly. But you can still breathe very easily. Now, it does get hot in there, but not not so hot that you want to put a towel over your your mouth and nose. Yeah. And I would think that anybody who has any kind of uh, breathing challenges, that's probably very helpful for them as well. Yes, it it can be. uh, Because some people just can't tolerate it. Some people you say sauna, they said, Oh, I tried to go in there one time. And it was just too much, you know, that kind of thing. So you mentioned um, infrared, and then there's different types of infrared. Can you? uh, Yes. And then I also saw full spectrum. Yes. Differentiate the two? So uh, the first infrared saunas, in fact, most of the infrared saunas out there are called far infrared. And that's what we emanate. That's what we give off from our body. That's how you can see people at night with special infrared goggles. You know, you can see people in the street or you see the heat coming off. So that's far infrared. So it's the closest to our own body's wavelengths as far as temperature. Then when we start to go up in temperature, and when I say temperature, the surface temperature of the heater will in large part determine the wavelengths. So as we go up, then we go into mid infrared. And so we're going into um, different wavelengths. So it goes far mid and then near. So if we put all three of those together, that's what we would call full spectrum. And each one does something a little different in helping to heal the body. Near infrared is interesting because what I was talking about, that that resonance of the cell and water molecules, near infrared doesn't do that. Near infrared goes very deep into the body and heats the core. And uh, it does some other interesting things like photobiomodulation that actually puts energy into the mitochondria in the form of ATP, just in the same way that we manufacture vitamin D from the sun using what are known as chromophores in our body, we can directly put energy into the cell, increase the longevity of our cells by using red light therapy and also near infrared. Okay. Wow. That's fascinating. So is that where you come in with, you mentioned the red light? Yes. And earlier we we kind of talked about the bundling of other aspects within it. 
Yes. So red light is one of the things that we just launched. It's a very, we call it a red light. I call it a red light tower. I don't think we actually call it that. So it has very intense uh, red light and near infrared LEDs, very high powered that are tuned to uh, come off in an angle that will uh, heal the body and be able to interact for uh, taking pain away. Red light, as if anyone Googles just red light therapy, there's so much, uh, so many studies that have been done over the years. And that photobiomodulation is one of the, one of the big buzzwords of this year of, uh, because that's, that's sort of longevity in a bottle. If you can keep a cell alive, because we only make X number of cells in our lifetime. So if you can right. increase the longevity of any cell, uh, you will, that's longevity and there's no other way around it. So yeah. Very uh, interesting. Anti-aging yeah. is it's the, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll mount this, um, red light tower on the door of our sauna. We have a placeholder in all our saunas, uh, two holes in the doors. And when it's not being used, there's these beautiful little round metal things <laughs> covering the holes, but we can put an extra full spectrum heater on that. We can put the red light and it's a placeholder for other types of uh, healing modalities. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. So some of the, the other things that I saw in there and it was thought it was kind of interesting is uh, the halo therapy. Yes. And using that, the salt. Yes. So addition. Well, it's something we've been working on for quite a long time. I've known about halo therapy for over 20 years. Uh, it's very popular in Europe actually came out. I don't know if you know the history of the halo therapy, but it was, I don't, I do not. So basically, uh, it was first discovered in the 1800s of people in the salt mines. Uh, one of the doctors there noticed, who was the doctor of the salt mine, noticed that all the people working in the salt mine, the men, did not have respiratory problems like the rest of the people in town did. And so he posited and he wrote down and uh, kept very good records and uh, came up with the idea that it was this salt coming in to the lungs out of the mines as the men worked. Now, salt, when I was a kid growing up, if I got a sore throat, my dad would say gargle with warm, as, warm, as hot as you can take it, salt water, because yeah. it kills bacteria in, in the body. And it's also uh, hydrophilic. So it pulls water uh, uh, out of anything. That's how it kills bacteria. It actually pulls the water out of the bacteria and the bacteria dies. So that's what it's trying to do. So in the lungs, what happens is when you, and it has to be very uh, microscopic, has to be the right size salt between two to 10 microns to be able to go down into the deep recesses of the lungs. And then a lot of uh, respiratory diseases will have mucus and phlegm and things like that. So when the salt goes in there, it's hydrophilic. So it pulls water in. And then that water loosens up the mucus and then it can be expelled through, through coughing. And that along with the bacteria, the way that it kills bacteria. So if you have a respiratory problem, a lot of times you'll have this buildup of mucus and or depending on the problem, you'll have bacteria in the lungs. So it's a, you get a twofer in that. So, uh, so there's a lot of different studies. So when I first started working with infrared saunas, there was a dealer in, in Europe who was already putting this halo therapy in, in uh, saunas as an option. And this was going back 20 years. Wow. So it's, it's just coming to the States now. They're very interesting. So we, we sell a, a halo therapy unit that can also be put uh, in the sauna. It's a standalone unit. can be used outside of the sauna as well. Yeah. That I had never heard of, and it's really fascinating as somebody who um, 
as a, a child with asthma, mm-hmm. it makes me wonder, you know, is that something that could aid or assist? Yeah, it would be, it would be something worth trying out. I'd be yeah. willing to, to get one to you so you could try it out, you know? Yeah, that'd be definitely, yeah. I'd definitely love to try that. Um, you mentioned uh, a couple times uh, lower EMF. Yes. So maybe you can explain, because there's all, all these things are wavelength, right? We talk about energy, right. but there's there, like, just like food, there's, there's good wavelengths or, or better or best right. wavelengths. Right. So uh, EMF, electromagnetic field, is measured in milligauss and, and just about everything electrical, especially in AC, alternating current, puts out this EMF. And so... There is started many years ago, but really decades ago, but recently in the past 10 years, the World Health Organization says that you shouldn't expose yourself to more than three milligauss of EMF for any longer than, you know, a few minutes, but definitely not uh, for prolonged periods of time. So the heaters I talked to you about from Japan were these flat panel carbon heaters. They gave off the really the correct wavelengths that I was looking for to help detox the body. But the first ones that I tested had extremely high EMF, like a hundred milligauss. So safety is three or below, and these are a hundred milligauss. So it took us three years to figure out how to silence the EMF, to make a heater that would give me the, the wavelengths that I wanted, which is related to surface temperature but be safe enough to put in my saunas. And we wouldn't put them in the saunas until we'd figured that out. We were using a different style, uh, steel and then a ceramic heater. And um, it was, so now we have many patents on these and, uh, but we, we haven't enforced any of them. We just, uh, we've actually, we put out, I put out a video when we first figured it out and to show people. So I didn't think you could really, it didn't feel right to me to try and block somebody else from making a sauna that would, you know, not hurt people. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's EMF in the nutshell. And then as we went along, we found out there was also EF. That's a, a electrical field that's measured in volts per meter. And many people are sensitive to that. So then we developed a system to uh, eliminate that in the sauna. And then, of course, you have RF and these other things. So we're, we're, we're highly attuned to this because we work with people that are ill work with people that are electrosensitive and also who are chemically sensitive. So everything that we use, any of the glues, any, any products we use, we make sure we do VOC testing in the saunas. Oh, that's great. I didn't, yeah. that's a, that's a great way to kind of look at the quality of the material you put in there. Yeah. Um, and taking that into account. Cause that's one thing I, I've noticed too with kids is, is some of the things we have consumed or put in our bodies you know, the unintended consequence, unfortunately, of some of those things and the sensitivities that can come up. Yes. And, and you know, going back to toxicity, I don't know if you've seen any of the environmental working groups, um, things that they've put out. It's a EWG. It's a great group. And they tested, um, they did a whole study on uh, umbilical cords at birth. And the average baby has over 200 toxins in their umbilical cords. Now, think of that. So the toxic burden starts before you're even born. So we're all walking around with these toxins in our bodies. Then some are uh, endocrine disruptors and can mimic hormones and do all kinds of things. 
Um, so that's where the import comes in. I, we, you know, we didn't sign up for that, right. but here, here we are. So we have to do something to try and rectify the situation and find our, you know, reclaim our own health. Right. Yeah. yeah. Claim our, uh, kind of, uh, independence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like that, isn't it? We're, we're this big lab experiment that we didn't sign up for. Yeah. Gee, what would it be like to have humans with over 200 chemicals in their body living, you know, in these polluted, isn't it amazing all the pictures of places like India and China where there's no pollution now? You yeah. Know? Yeah. The world has literally stopped and it's kind of healing itself. Yeah. Maybe that was the reason for the flu all along. I don't know. Yeah. Earth's, Earth was saying, stop, you people are crazy. You know, <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> um, you did mention, oh, what, what I wanted to ask was, so we were talking about the health benefits. What would be kind of a practical for somebody listening sure. um, out there? What would be a practical example that they may want to consider uh, trying some protocol of sauna or some consistency mm-hmm. behind it? You mean what would be the the type of protocol, or what would be the reasoning? The reasoning behind it, um, sure. Not necessarily prescriptive protocol, but yeah. Like- so, so when we talk about uh, what we see and what people tell us, and kind of the benefits that uh, been associated with saunas, uh, the first thing that people tell us after they use their saunas for a couple of weeks is their skin is softer. Now, that's not a big deal. For some people, it is. But it's showing that the body is healing. It. The body will heal from the outside in normally. And then people will say that their sleep patterns are better. And then we know by the testing that we've seen that, you know, we, in our autonomic nervous system, we're always going between sympathetic, the fight or flight, or parasympathetic, with the rest, relaxation, digestion. And most of us are way too skewed in the sympathetic tone because of our harried lives. So when you go in the sauna, especially the way we design our saunas with the infrared, infrared has this great ability to vasodilate the blood vessels. And the way that I design my saunas to have the heaters all around you, you get what is known as a global vasodilation. And in vasodilation, when that happens in your body, you go into parasympathetic, you go into the relaxation response. So that would be the next sort of, you know, why should I bother to look into this? Uh, Detoxification would probably come after that. And then we're going to boost the immune system. That's been a lot of uh, what people we've been talking about and asking us is, so you get a boost of the immune system because we're going to raise your core body temperature a degree or two. So we're creating a false fever. And when that happens, it signals your white blood cells to your immune system to engage. So, so it's like just enough stress to kind of get them engaged, but not enough yeah. to kind of push you over the edge. So right. So we're dancing a, a fine line, just getting in the sauna. Many people will get their heart rate up to a working heart rate as if you were working out while you're in this very relaxed state. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's right on that line where we're doing hyperthermia and you're going to get things created in your body like heat shock proteins, which are very interesting because they go and scavenge around the body and any proteins that are proteins will start to unfold as they're dying and they'll refold them or they'll take uh, what I call zombie proteins that are just, they're really half dead, half alive, 
they're senescent and uh, they are putting out cytokines all the time and they'll usher these ones out. So these get, just by getting in the sauna, you get these heat shock proteins. So all these things are happening in your body as you're boosting your metabolism. So that's, that's how it works. It's, it's not rocket science. It's very, it's very straightforward in that uh, vasodilation. And then it's moving the blood at a, uh, your heart rate goes up. So you're moving more blood through your body, but you're still in this relaxed state. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, the vasodilation that's with, that's has to do with the blood vessels, blood vessels. Yes. Right. The infrared just causes that to happen. So when you think of it, this global vasodilation, what happens is we're going to, you get in the sauna within a few minutes, the lumen are the size of your blood vessels. And we have so many blood vessels and little ones and big ones, arterials, and will get bigger. And so all of a sudden the body has sensors, you know, all kinds of sensors around it senses that the blood pressure is going down. It goes, Oh crap blood pressure's going down, start to pump the heart. So now you're pumping the heart and you're getting your heart rate up, you're burning calories and you're pumping all this oxygenated blood around, which is healing you. And you're going into this more parasympathetic state, you know, in the long term. So that's what happens. It's what I call global vasodilation. When I was a chiropractor in practice, we would use infrared if you had pain on an area, we would put it, let's say, right on the shoulder muscle. Kind of localized? A localized vasodilation takes the pain out, increases range of motion. But now we're doing this in the sauna, infrared sauna, got heaters all around you, and it's uh, happening in the whole body at once. So a different effect. Yeah. It, like you said, it's pretty straightforward, but it's so and foundational to wellness is it's in the blood, you know? Uh, yeah. You drive up the blood flow that enables all your organs and everything inside you to operate better. Yes. That's, um, that's correct. That's correct. It, it's very simple. I used to scratch my head and I go, how is this working? You know, I just didn't understand it. And I'm not saying I understand it completely now, but it, it does seem very basic, like you said. So very interesting. Yeah, it, it's fascinating that um, something as straightforward as some heat, but obviously there's a lot more to it, but how we can respond to it and the yeah. value of it. Yeah, exactly. There was a huge study that came out of Finland. And I don't know how much you follow research studies. I'm sure you do. And, you know, a lot of studies are 20 people. That's a big study, you know, over a few months. This was 2000 people over 20 years. It's studies actually still going on. And they wanted to see what would be the difference between how many times people would use a sauna. And the more times you use the sauna, basically the healthier you got to where if you use a sauna four times a week for 20 minutes, you would have over a 50% less chance of sudden cardiac death. And you would have over a 40% less chance of all cause mortality. That's wow. I mean, it was just, it was in the journal American medical association. It was just groundbreaking. People were going, Oh my God, we should all be getting in the sauna. It was, yeah, really, it was that big. And you only had to get in for 20 minutes. Yeah. That's not very long at all. No. So we, that came out and it just brought tears to my eyes. So, um, because it, it kind of validated what we had been seeing. Yeah. That's great to get that affirmation, uh, that you're on the right track to, yes, to en- enable and, and help people that are coming out of the wilderness. It's, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> so you mentioned earlier, uh, we talked about a couple of them, um, had to add additional benefits 
while being mm-hmm. in there? Are there things that you're evaluating now that you're able to talk about that um, you're looking at, you know, what's the next option or things that could be helpful? Or help? One of the things we've been working on has been like hitting the brick walls. We'd really like to put a vitamin D uh, lamp in the, in the sauna, but uh, we've been kind of circling the toilet bowl with FDA for a long time. <laughs> um, but I'd hope to, I hope to get that, that done before while I'm still on this earth. And uh, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at some interesting things with Cleveland clinic. Now that I, I can't talk about too much. Sure. But, uh, I'll always be trying to add some now that I've got you in the sauna. We also have vibration therapy mm-hmm. that we put in the saunas with color, color light therapy. We're trying all kinds of things. Like I said, I've got you in there. What can we do to, yeah. to make you healthier? And, and uh, one thing I'd, I, I, started to learn about um is music therapy yes um and there's probably some certainly some value to that or even um uh, aromatherapy yeah um but i was curious if especially with the current state i've seen some things on hyperbaric chambers mm-hmm. yes and the infusion infusion of oxygen yes and i don't know how that would work with heat i don't know enough about the science that yeah i think you know i i uh, over the years, I've done enough of these health shows, you know, with a booth and a sauna, yeah. sauna yeah. or two next to the hyperbaric guy. And a lot of times what happens in those hyperbaric chambers is it gets really hot. Hmm. So I think uh, I don't know how I would do that in the sauna, but you never know. Yeah. You know? yeah. But uh, it's good technology. It seems to work well. Yeah. Yeah. But aromatherapy is something we do now also. Oh, OK. okay. Yeah. We've got a little, every sauna comes with a place to plug in a little heated aromatherapy. It's interesting little thing. It plugs in the wall uh, down lower on the right-hand side and that has a little heater and it has a little shot glass and you just put the essential oil in there. It's very simple. Nice. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we're uh, big fans of essential oils. We've been using them for years. Yeah. Well, um, Dr. Duncan, you know, we're kind of creeping up on time here, but I am super grateful for... Uh, you provide some insight on the health benefits uh, and value of saunas. Uh, before we kind of close out, I did want to ask a couple personal questions. Sure. Um, first, what are you reading right now? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I just ordered the great influenza, the 1918. Um, I've got a Leonard Cohn book of his, uh, poetry uh written by him and then i've got i'm reading a robert thurman book on the tibetan book of the dead which is kind of interesting so that's that's what's and then i've got a a, i I play guitar and i I write songs and so i've got a songwriter book on my bedside that interviews all these different songwriters like paul like paul simon and uh that interviewed leonard cohen and, and interesting to ask them about writing songs and all that. So very cool. Yeah. Um, so touched on music. So what are you listening to music or podcasts? Um, so music, uh, there's a couple, I, I listen to a lot of indie, uh, new people. There's one, one woman, a folk singer. I went to a folk, uh, thing, big Alliance in uh, new Orleans before all this. And her name's uh, Ray Zaragoza with a Z. And she's just amazing. She reminds me like a young Joan Baez does a lot of political stuff. Then there's another woman I've been listening to, uh, Diane Cluck, C-L-U-C-K. Very interesting 
interesting stuff kind of way out there, but in a, she, she calls herself anti-folk and I'd never even heard that before. So, um, podcasts, let's see. I'm, I listened to, uh, Buddha at the gas pump. I don't know if you heard of that one. I have not. And then Rhonda Patrick, I listened to her quite a lot. Are you familiar with Rhonda? No, Rhonda Patrick. Rhonda Patrick, she's a PhD and she talks about saunas and longevity and heat shock protein. She's really sharp. Oh, neat. And and very engaging. So look her up. Yeah, I think think you'd you'd like her. Yeah, I will definitely do that. I'm always looking for for new things. Yeah. Um, And then finally, what is your go-to rest and recovery method? So sauna is, is definitely way up there. I try to get in my sauna at least three times a week and then playing guitar and then walking. I live in Berkeley, so I like to walk in the, in the hills and in the trees and just get out in nature if I can. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of value in that for sure. Yes. Well, um, where can folks find you, uh, or, or learn more about, uh, clear lights on us? So we're www.infraredsauna.com. Uh, that'll find us. And I'm, if anyone wants to write to me, I'm just Raleigh, R-A-L-E-I-G-H, at infraredsauna.com. Great. Well, Raleigh, thank you again. And Thanks, Scott. For your time. Yeah, a lot of fun. Enjoy Take it. care. Be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode. Lots of great practical tips covered here today. And if you know someone who could get some value out of this episode, please share. Be super grateful. Uh, We're all about being well and improving our our life. And so if someone can get value out of this, please remember to uh, subscribe, review, and share. Again, grateful for you. Remember, be rested, be well.